Imagine being able to travel to any point in time. Where would you go? And what would you do? You could witness some of the greatest moments in history. That's gotta be Kane! Break it down! God damn, it is good to hear that music again. Let me tell you, we've been waiting too long. Yeah, it's been weeks now, huh? Or at least a week. Who knows um, when the last episode was? Yeah, Life who knows? is a whirlwind, and we're just along for the ride. I like it. Life is a highway. I want to ride it all night long. I, like I just came up with that off that, the top of my head. That's pretty, <laughs> yeah. pretty clever. You should write a song about that. Yeah, have you ever Is actually Cheryl Crow? No, ah. um, she. I think she might have covered it. Have you ever actually uh, seen that music video for Life Is a Highway? The Cheryl Crow one? No, like whatever the whatever the hell the original um, is. I feel like it's like some chick in a convertible. No, no. you would think. Oh, you would think. Yeah, maybe that's he's a Cheryl literally Crow one. out in like a corn, like a. a oh, it's a guy. Maybe it's just a field. Yeah, eh, it's worth a Google search. <laughs> Look it up, guys. It's uh, it's not good. My life is a... Cheryl Crow definitely did that. You know we're... Well, she did the cover. We're We're big big Cheryl Cheryl Crow Crow guys. guys. We are big Cheryl Crow guys. Tom and I go to a dive bar where uh, he kind of lives, and we only play Cheryl Crow. Like, the the beers there are like a buck fifty, but we'll spend close to $50... Just yeah. listen to Cheryl only, Crow only on the radio. Only deep cuts, you know. We don't play Life is a Highway. We we know that's not her original, so we stick to, you know, whatever else she plays. Well, speaking of classics. What? This episode. <laughs> you know, this era. Oh, this era. That. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I got Vince in my ear like, transition to WWE, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> yeah, one day. One day we'll have Vince in our ear. Uh, well, yeah, it was good. Good raw episode, setting up the pay per view last one. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm geeked. Dude. I'm pumped for this. Team. I'm so glad that we did this podcast because I literally had just watched Hell in a Cell last night, 2021, and it's just such repeat matches of like, if you watch WrestleMania, you've watched the next four pay per views, so you just take a break from wrestling. And now I'm just like, oh, this is what it feels like to be excited for yeah. wrestling Yeah, and it's something that we again. could have just looked up anything that happened. Like I know. We could have looked it up. We're like, no, this is cool. I, I want to see what happens. I know. Which is which is awesome. And yeah. even if the Raws aren't, like, they're only an hour or whatever, but, like, the build-up to the pay-per-view is awesome. And I'm sure the pay-per-view is going to be awesome. Yeah. In Your House was really weird, timeline-wise, but still decent match- matches. I think that the King of the Rings, you know, uh, vastly uh, be better yeah I was looking at some matches to become at least 1997 98 where some good things really started I'm like oh we should have started there but it wouldn't have been 25 and 25 is such a solid yeah, number you gotta go with the even number would have yeah. been 24 and a half years however uh, Tom and I were having this conversation and I'm happy we didn't start with 1997 or 1998 because if you um, listen to a few podcasts ago, we mentioned Dark Side of the Ring and definitely looking into it. All of like these characters that you're seeing now popping out here in 1996 are all, it's almost like they're following our podcast. Right. And like, going like, oh, I like these characters. Let's do documentaries about them. Or it was just the most messed up 
people that were ever in the WWF, and that's okay with me too. Because that's where the good stories come from. Even if it's not just storyline stories, but just these people are characters and they all lived crazy lives. And we'll get into the one from this episode that I'll mention later. But, um, you know, we had the Jake the Snake. I haven't even seen the Jake the Snake or the Ultimate Warrior. No, but I mean, even in... But then then there's... It's not really Jake the Snake, but it's his family. And then um, and the Ultimate Warrior one, I haven't seen either, but you said it was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's all relevant to what we're watching. Right? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, so check those out. And even, I know I mentioned that uh, WWE, WWF is trying to keep things away from, like, you know, trying to steer away from, uh, you know, the wrestlers notorious for, you know, muscle relaxers, uh, you know, pain pills and cocaine. And they're even mentioning That's, it on Raw okay. how, you know, Jake the Snake was a big coke addict. And, yeah, you know, it really. They're not steering away. Well, I don't want to get into stuff months from now, but watch. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Let's just get on with the show here. Sure. Before I get ahead of myself. Sure. Well, welcome to the show. We're starting off with Savio Vega and Stone Cold, and we're transitioning into this is still the King of the Ring tournament, and I actually did us all a favor to keep this podcast on track. I uh, have a photo of the tournament. <laughs> a photo just, of the tournament or the well, just the bracket oh, of the tournament. Yeah, photo. There's also a photo collage, of the tournament. This is uh, the entire tournament. This is Vader after he realized he had a bye week. Yeah. <laughs> so when we, we have, when we have a you know live studio audience and everything, we'll, we'll have more visual stuff. Yeah. So uh, this match will be uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Savio Vega. And um, winner of this match will first either Mark Merrill or Owen Hart. So we'll get into it. Shall we? Sure. Yeah. Um, this is the second time that we have seen Savio and Stone Cold. If you guys remember the third. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let's not confuse anyone anymore. <laughs> so this is the second, fourth slash third time we've seen Savio. The, the first time we've seen them in not a strap match. Should I say that? Yeah, a real That's match. accurate. Yeah, if you guys remember the uh, in your house beware of dog match was the strap match where Savio beat Stone Cold and uh, Ted DiBiase had to retire then. So this match was kind of what we expected out of the two and. A decent eight-minute match, kind of back and forth. But this is a pretty per, pretty historic match, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, just because Stone Cold busts out the famous Stone Cold Stunner at this movie. That is right. The first and this time the, it's used. The first time we've seen yeah. it, at least. So it's very exciting. Um, I was giddy when I saw it. And it's not your traditional stunner yet, right? It's not the like kick to the midsection and then the stunner or the the giving them the bird of the finger right. and then stunning them. It's just like grabbing them by the neck and then falling on his ass, really. Uh, and they haven't, they didn't call it the stunner in this episode. No, I don't think they, I don't think they called it anything. He just goes, Oh, what a move. And then one, two, three, um, stone cold wins this match. So he is advancing into the King of the ring tournament. Like I said, he's going to face either Mark Merrill or Owen Hart. Um, so, yeah, I'm really liking Stone Cold's a little bit of push here. Yeah, without Ted DiBiase, way better. No jumpsuits. Yeah. Starting to get that FU attitude. Yeah. And um, I think he's realizing that he doesn't need a manager. 
he's better off off the cuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe he can actually do some promos himself here, and and he he does well, foreshadowing he does, um, a little bit. Yeah, right, right, right. And on this, on, well, also he does commentary the same raw, right? It's yeah, yeah. no, exactly yeah. right after. So um, as I mentioned, he's gonna face for the. Uh, Mark Merrill versus Owen Hart here and Stone Cold literally leaves this match and he's sweating like a pig and just goes right to commentary and he's talking he's like out of breath from the match <laughs> I've never seen someone just literally leave a match and then go straight to commentary yeah I think he you know he must have been pushing for hey let me just be myself here or not maybe himself but the character he wanted to play like he had this vision for Stone Cold Steve Austin Ted DiBiase's gone he's got to be his own manager promoter whatever he's like hey Probably told Vince backstage, let me run with this. I know what I want to do. It's going to be good. Yeah, I like it. And I'm kind of curious as to know, like, because obviously we know in, like, 98, 99, Soul Cold was literally running that company. Like, I remember, I forget what interview it was with somebody, but I guess he, like, did a mic drop and dropped the mic or threw the mic, and Vince was pissed at him. He goes, what do you think you are, Stone Cold? Like, he got away with that. Like, he was calling the shots. Like, I wonder where he was at right now with Vince, at least. Yeah, I can't imagine um, how close they were. Far, but like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. They're he's he's working his way here, and so we'll see. But I think uh, I think good things are to come for him. Yeah. So in this match, we have Mark Merrow, and of course, he is with Sable, and he's versing Owen Hart. Uh, and this is another King of the Ring uh, matchup, and we have Owen Hart, and he still has that cast on his wrist. If we remember, he hit Ahmed Johnson with that, knocked him out cold. Goldust had to bring him back to life via mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Um, so Mark Merrow is going for the broken wrist, um, and Owen Hart is just constantly complaining to the referee about it. And um, the King makes a comment. He says, you know, if Owen Hart wins the King of the Ring tournament again, because he won last year, he says it will be like when the Bulls won the championship, 100 arrests and 10 shootings. Right, because Chicago party's hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, or was that just Dennis Rodman? Well, no, I was thinking, I'm like, 10 shootings for Chicago seems very yeah, that, light. Yeah, well, maybe the 90s, you know. That was a Democratic president in office, so gun control might have been a little more strict. So, I kind of went off the cuff here because my own brain peaked an idea. So, I looked up <laughs> the day of this episode okay. and in 2021 to see how many shootings there were. No Bulls won, cha- no championships <laughs> no, were won. Not like really since, well, I guess two years after that. So, this would have been June, June 20. So June 96. So, this was the first championship. No, but it was like June 20. No, I don't know. June, mid June. Yeah. Whatever the date of this Raw was. So, I looked it up 2021 shootings in Chicago. You want to guess how many? Um, I would guess 57. Ooh, a little lower. 31 people were shot that weekend. And then I looked up the weekend before. 55 people were shot and five died. I had the weeks confused. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I didn't give you a specific day. I said mid-June. Isn't it crazy? It's like a 10 shooting. So I'm like, I think there's more in Chicago. Uh, Well, I mean, you know, there's more people now. It's a more dangerous place. A lot of unrest from COVID. Um, And, you know, the Bulls haven't won a championship in 23 years. So it's tough. I like how this podcast is now. So this is the podcast that's going to be in like when when we finally get to like Raw and SmackDown now, 
we're just going to talk about like politics and sports yeah. because it's such garbage. Yeah, because you know, fifty-five people got shot in Chicago last week. That's big news. It's Five like died. Ten. Five died. Yeah. I mean, probably, man. If the Bulls win another championship in between now and twenty-five years from now, when we get to the current day wrestling, we'll have to see how many how many they do, and then we'll we'll do an on this day, on this day, twenty-five years from now. You think on that day we would see clearly? <laughs> One could hope. <laughs> I hope people got that reference. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have any wrestling fans that listen to this. They only yeah. listen to the political commentary. Yeah. <laughs> this one's good. They talk about COVID <laughs> and Chicago shootings. So Owen Hart goes for a suplex, but Mark Merrill lands on his feet and does an awesome roll-up. Well, As I've know, always talked why, about Mark Merrill's roll ups. trying to be king of the ring when he's already king of the roll ups. Yeah. Uh, you're yeah. a big Mark Merrill guy. Uh, right now, I just said I appreciate his roll ups. So Owen attacks Mark Merrill, and then he hits him with his cast. And we got what is my king quote of the night. So Owen Hart basically attacks Mark Merrill and hits him with a cast. And Mark Merrow is out. Oh, by the way, that that roll-up's for the win, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it was one of 18 roll-ups. It was an awesome roll-up, yeah. It, was, yeah. it wasn't that. It was okay. I wasn't impressed with the roll-up, I'm going to be honest. Watch the match. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> Swipe up to comment yeah. on the roll-up. <laughs> so Owen attacks Mark Merrow, hits him with the cast just like he did Amon Johnson. And this time, Mark Merrow is out cold. And uh, Jared the King Lawler says... Get Goldust out here and give Mark Merrow some artificial insemination. I, I mean, uh, artificial resuscitation. Mouth to mouth insemination. That is the exact quote. I do quote. remember that. <laughs> now, I was like, man, I don't have any good king lines for this. But then I remember the whole insemination bit, yes. which was great. And I really, you know, uh, really hope that he would have done that. But I hope I did a good job. I, yeah, I, I was a good king. Thank you. Okay, because like so, I mean, for the exact make any sense so to good. any of the people. Who, well, so it'll make sense to like ten of the people who listen to this. But uh, I had a thought of uh, for every king quote, we just we just have James send us a voice text of him saying it, and it would just be dead on, no matter what. If we don't, we'll do it regardless. Yeah, but we'll, listen, like, like if, just if, James, if it's not good enough for the podcast, we still have it. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, this whole podcast is just for us anyway. Yeah. I mean, come on. Who's listening out there? When we're not talking about Chicago politics. It's I got weird. I got good news. We're at 200. Oh, wow. 200. Yeah, I'll refresh this right now. But when I woke up, it was at 200 on the dot. So what are, what are you doing for for was it five five hundred or a thousand? You were gonna do uh, some backwards flip a Rooney thing naked in the backyard. I said I was gonna flip. God, I, I get too drunk no, on this podcast. I just made that up. I was coming. I was hoping oh. I'd make up something better. Uh, but you said you'd do something crazy, and then I, you also said that for a hundred. I think, and we I didn't want to look, listen back to all of our mm. podcasts. I know we said something. This is recent about. The guest referee, which I think we got wrong. I don't know what the shot was well, or well, something. Let's, we'll get to that. We'll get okay. to that. But I, I think we. I got to listen back. I don't know. Um, Either way, guys, Robert's going to do some crazy stuff when we get to a thousand. Let it, let me know in the comments what you guys want to do Swipe if we up get for crazy shit. Right? <laughs> you know what? Ah, um, oh, man, I don't know if I should promise. Well, a thousand, it might be possible. Um, if we get to a thousand. 
We'll be a thousand. 1998 wrestling's great. Yeah, we'll no, be I a know. million. Yeah, so should we save it for a million? I was going to say that. Well, we need, we need a number, and I want it to be that you're going to get me in a Mark Miro roll-up. And that's what we're going to do, and we're going to put it live. 201 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's possible. <laughs> uh, next match, we have uh, Bulldog with Diana. Or not the next match. We just have. Well, I, uh, I should say you should say that that means Mark Miro versus Stone Cold. Or yeah, at, at the first round. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. So um, if you're an idiot and can't follow along, you weren't very clear about it. I you know. only mentioned it three times I that know. the winner faces Stone Cold. So Mark Merrill will face uh, Stone Cold, and I'll pull up the bracket to see because I know Vader is versing uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, yeah. Is that match gone yet? Uh, I mean, that's a yes. Ring. Yes. Yeah. That would, so we have two matches at the next pay-per-view. It will be Vader versus Jake the Snake Roberts, and now Stone Cold versus Mark Marrow. And then the two winners of that will be the final for the King of the Ring at King of the Ring. So next we'll cut to uh, Bulldog with Diana, uh, and they are being interviewed by Jim Ross inside the ring. Um, and Bulldog is kind of doing, I, don't, I forget what you call it. What did you call it? The British... Uh, Gobbledygook or whatever. Oh, when you can't understand what he's yeah. saying? Yeah, gobbledygook. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> I'm going to bury HBK like a dog. A Bone. Dog. Yeah, <laughs> bone. <laughs> it almost looks like the way he was like looking at the camera like he was reading a promo. Yeah. Uh, so basically, he's doing this promo calling out HBK and HBK... Uh, come out and hbk is beating the bulldog well, was, so he so he's standing in the middle of the ring british bulldog that's right and it's like jr is interviewing him right or is correct it, yeah jim ross hbk just sighs yeah so he's first into the ring and just tackles him by the, it was the coolest getting a guy in the ring like he slid the whole length of the ring to grab yeah. his legs took him down and then just proceeded to beat the crap out it of was him. a perfect slide yeah. but oh, the yeah. thing is like he's on his Stomach too, like right. you gotta oil, like you gotta oil yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you gotta oil that yeah, he up. He must have been freshly lubed up, <laughs> yeah. banging Diana Smith backstage. Oh, foreshadowing. Yeah, for... <laughs> so the refs are trying to break this up. There's a gang of refs in there, and then there's also, do you notice who else is in that ring trying to break people up? Um, oh, uh, well, Gerald Briscoe was and, there, and and I don't know the other one, Barry Horowitz. <laughs> <laughs> The greatest jobber of all time? <laughs> the greatest. Some would say, if you Google Barry Horowitz, the first three articles are the greatest jobber of all time. Yeah, so he's in the ring. At least he's getting work. Probably the least he's got beaten up. That is true. The one time he was in the ring where he wasn't pinned. Um, so next, we're going to cut to um, Eldo Montoya. And he looks like a just a complete jobber. He's in like a we, generic. We saw, we saw him before. I don't know if like, you remember, he fought somebody and lost, like, in a jobber match. But it's actually just incredible from the yes, ECW. Yes, ECW, right. He's, he held a title once in ECW. Right, but it was ECW. Yeah. It's not like a real... Yeah, so. but also, like, he comes out, and we don't know who he's facing, but they no, cut they off do screen... Say, they do say that he's supposed to be facing Triple H. Oh, is that true? Okay, well, I'm glad that you saw that. Um, but, um, just not just incredible, uh, Aldo Montoya... 
gets pyro in the ring. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't. So know. they go to do, um, they go to cut to him, and he's like doing. Uh, sorry, just pouring a little. Did you guys hear, hear Robert uh, pour his riesling? So he has. It's a, not riesling, bro. Oh, oh. I switched over to Cote d'Iron. That riesling was sweet as hell. Oh, see, I thought that not a big had, sweet wine that, guy. See, he, Robert has a glass and has an R on it. His wine glass. And I thought that was for each type of wine. He has a different one. So for Riesling, he was he was drinking that. But it must be for something else. I don't know. Rated R. Oh, oh rated R. Yeah. yeah. Rated R uh, superstar here. Yeah. Um, yeah, they didn't cut to the, the pyro. But, like, it, as soon as they, like, showed him and they switched to, like, commentary, it showed, like, pyro for a second. I'm like, why waste the fireworks? He was you know one thing we forgot to mention with the British Bulldog commentary? Or his promo. And I'm sorry to jump back here. It's okay. But, like, I just thought about how ridiculous it was. At least the way it's sold on television, they start the promo and Mark Merrill's, like, still knocked out on the side of the <laughs> ring. And they're like, oh, Mark Merrill's being tended to. Meanwhile, British Bulldog's in the middle they, of the ring. That's and what then I love. And then they literally never address Mark Merrill again until then, I think, once, um, once like, this, uh, Aldo Montoya starts, he's like, by the way, uh, Mark Miro got up. He regained consciousness. He's going to be all right, folks. And then they go into the, the you know, Aldo Montoya stuff. They brought they brought Mark Miro backstage to get a little mouth to mouth from Gold Dust. Yeah. It's the only thing that saves people these days. Yeah, I mean they didn't have time to waste back then. I love no, it. I, yeah, it every minute counts. Time is of the essence. Um, so the uh, Aldo Montoya and so I kind of went down a little rabbit hole with him. A little bit because just because he was just an interesting character and there was an interview where his gimmick he was supposed to be a portuguese soccer player okay so i guess why is he wearing the mask? creative the creative team it was during like the world cup so they wanted to get like international fans so he was supposed to be this portuguese soccer player and it was between that and like some other uh, obviously Aldo Montoya, the guy he is now, and he said the way that they drew up the costume, um, it looked awesome. He's like, it was like a Power Ranger, which you can kind of see with his costume now. And he said the original, his mask was supposed to be the cane mask. So it had like the hair, the, it wasn't like made out of cloth. It was like that hard, hard thing. And it was supposed to be yellow. And he said two hours before he was supposed to debut, they just threw him this cloth mask. <laughs> so they tricked him? I guess. But he said everything was so very low budget back then, he just rode with it. But yeah, kind of story. You know, Croatia anyway. did really well in that World Cup. Oh, really? In 96? Semifinals, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, Eldo Montoya... Is supposed to, and he he does look like a superhero, almost yellow mask and like this green and red uh, costume. Is supposed to be fighting according to Tom Triple H, and during commentary, Vince McMahon is talking about Jerry the King Lawler's match against Ultimate Warrior, and Jerry's like, you know, you want to see what I'm gonna do to Ultimate Warrior? So King goes into the ring and goes to do like an interview with uh, Eldo Montoya and just hits him in the neck with the mic. You know, I can't believe we spent so much time on Aldo Montoya for this episode. I'm not going to lie. Very impressed with that. That means we're OG fans. But yeah, hits him in the neck with a mic, proceeds to beat the crap out of him, and then is the most insane King promo I've ever seen after that. 
Oh, he went off cuff, dude. Yeah, for sure. I think he sat out. He sat out the last for commentary because he went crazy. But he he came back. But like, he was just yeah. He just was like he was intense. Making faces. That's what I'm gonna do with Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. So uh, the King hits a a pretty good pile driver on uh, Eldo Montoya, and then after as soon as he hits the pile driver, out comes uh, Jake the Snake for his match. And yeah, as you were saying, King is like talking to the mic and he's sweating and he's got this serious, intense like face on and he, he's yeah. got his game face yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, I was, I've never seen that side of Jerry the King Lawler. It was impressive. Oh. Is that not as good as your Riesling was? No, way better. Oh. This episode is brought to you by Cote d'Aron. Fuck the French. We don't have any French listeners. <laughs> not yet. Not anymore. Oh, shit. I'll, I'll have some Canadians. They could be from Quebec. Oh, that is true. Yeah, French Quebec, Canadians. You know? I don't know. Eh, it's less than 1%. They eat a lot of good restaurants. Drink every time Quebec. I say it. I'll edit that out. I'll edit yeah, it out. We so love, we have... We uh, the French Canadians. We <laughs> 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 have Jake the Snake versus Goldust. And a uh, friendly reminder, Goldust is the intercontinental champion. Um, Non-title match. Yeah, so... As Jake the Snake goes out, we cut to these little promos, as we talked about before, where Jake the Snake is, uh, is battling with uh, substance abuse issues. And I don't know if this is the exact quote, but it was so funny because uh, Vince was talking about like his, you know, how Jake the Snake found God and Jesus, and he's doing so much better for himself. And King goes, I'm so tired of out here and Jake the Snake being a town drunk. This is raw, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think he, he he's pretty upset with like hearing about. He's like, I'm just tired of hearing about. So it. yeah, King's going crazy because this is so off the cuff. But he starts talking about Mission Impossible, which is in theaters, and he ruins the entire yeah, movie. He spoils Mission Impossible, <laughs> and Vince McMahon's like, "Well, you just ruined the movie for me." He's like, people. "Yeah, the guy like, gets tied to out, the kills his family, or he just goes off about Mission Impossible yeah, and ruins it for like, everybody." Yeah, I can tell the future. You want me to tell the future right now? It's gonna happen with this match. And oh yeah, he goes. Yeah, he goes. Oh, yeah, he's like, "I'll just spoil this match for everybody right now." Uh, so Jake the Snake um, hits Goldust to the side, and who's his manager? Goldust's wife, Marlena. Yeah. Uh, sticks a bunch of literal gold dust, right? Gold dust. Yeah, in uh, in gold dust's hand, <laughs> and he gold dust throws it at Jake the Snake's face. Um, and gold dust goes for a cover. One, two, three. Um, gold dust is the winner. However, the ref sees uh Jake the Snake's yeah, face. Yeah, we didn't mention uh, Harvey Wimpleman, the guy who's been taking notes. Uh, of all the referees' work, he's yeah. actually working as a referee here. So he's working as a referee in this match. He worked a match with um, with Owen Hart and Barry Horowitz at a house show, and and Owen Hart uh, took advantage, like did an illegal pin or something, but he overturned it, made Barry Horowitz a winner. Probably one of his three wins in WWF history. Yeah, he's still so not he's, the best ref, though. No, he's not a good ref, but he's reversing his mistakes. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't catch it at first, but then he'll he'll see it. And and then rectify it. Yeah, I guess poetic justice, right? Maybe you know. So, I mean, the biggest problem for me that match was that Goldust getting the gold dust in his hand for Marlena. The whole time the crowd's yelling to Jake the Snake, and he's like looking around, like like he can't hear them. Like there's not twenty thousand of them yelling, "Hey, 
Gold dust is getting gold dust in his hands. But maybe it's a weird thing. He's like, well, why would he do that? Cocaine's a hell of a drug. I feel like he should have been more alert. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. He wasn't alert because he's not on coke anymore. Oh, because he's not on coke anymore. Yeah. Uh, This episode was brought to you by cocaine. Yeah. (laughs) What's on your keys? I don't know. (laughs) What's the motto for cocaine? (laughs) Way more expensive than it should be. Yeah. Can't get Adderall by cocaine. <laughs> so the ref sees uh, Jake the Snake's face covered in gold and ends up reversing the decision. And after this, Gold Dust starts grabbing his uh, Jake the Snake's nipples, and then he sticks a finger up his ass, and then Jake the Snake hits him with a DDT. Classic. Um, so that is. But um, no, we're missing. I, I know. Oh. I'm. I'm saying that's the I, last. I, yeah, but this all I know. I know. The match. I know. But it's irrelevant. It would have confused. Because he goes. Time. All right, now to find out the guest referee. Oh, Jake the Snake's going for a DDT. Okay, back to you, Mister yeah. Perfect. I mean, but that's the last the match, match of Raw. So now we are going to they find really out. Didn't give a shit about that match, huh? No. <laughs> no. They could have just kept at the end, you know. <laughs> So, as we talked about, uh, HBK is the um, WWE champion. He's versus British Bulldog in um, King of the Ring for the next pay-per-view. And there is a guest referee and is finally going to be announced here. Right. And I they, said I said it was going to be Jim Cornette. Did I say that? No. You didn't say Who did Jim I say it was going to be? I don't know. You said Owen Hart, I think. Oh, yeah. I said Owen Hart. I said Bret Hart. Oh, yeah. Mine was a cooler guess. Yours was just the easier. Mine was an easier guess, but we had steaks on the line. Yeah, I believe we did. We Uh, had like a shot of whiskey, but if we were both wrong. No, it was an ice. It was ice ice. for whoever was wrong, I think. And then we both had to do it for both of us. Really bad odds for us. Well, I'll have to get uh, Smirnoff Ices for the King of the Ring then. was Was it Bret Hart? No, uh, oh. spoiler. I'll, I'll just say it now. The no, guest they ref- say it that, 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 that's what I'm saying. They say it during that match. They say who it is. Right, but I was going to save it for the listeners at the end. But this is the end. This is I know. I'm going to tell them. Oh I was just saying that I'll have to get Smirnoff Ices for King of the Rain so we can both do it. Oh, uh, yeah. The guest I referee, guys. Adam, you just iced me last episode for no reason. That was for fun. I thought you just had Ices here. I think I have maybe one in the fridge. We're not going to split one. You have one more? I'm not, no, not going to half I, send I, it. I'm, we're full I sending. Did, I did that ice last episode. Like a cheap. Guest referee is announced. And guys, drum roll please. Mr. Perfect. Whoa. How did we not see that coming? I, I think know, we forgot I, about Mr. I, Perfect. We forgot about him because he hasn't done anything. Like, remember the match? I think there was a match... Triple H versus Shawn Michaels, and he just came and like walked halfway to the ring and stood there and watched. Yes, it. that was awkward. And so you, yeah, well, he's not relevant. But we're like, why is he walk halfway? Thing, the only other thing he did is the commentary with Jr. for the second part of In Your House, like on, that they did on Tuesday. Yeah, we like, haven't seen him seen. actually wrestle in a ring. No, no, I don't. Well, that's why he's so perfect. Maybe I don't know. Uh, he's so perfect, he doesn't need to wrestle. All well, right, that well, means we both got to do an ice. Yeah, so write it down. Early. Remember to bring them uh, for the next podcast. Then we'll do it. Uh, we'll do it to start, or you think we do it right before the main event? I think we kick it off with one. I think one thing we didn't forget to mention for the, this episode that happened is the high-profile shock signing that the WWF made. 
Yeah, I mean, you know more about this, so I think well, we should. I'll we just, should I'll just plug tease it. This now. Yeah. I'll just mention the, what it was, and so I, I kind of mentioned it actually the raw last time, and I, I think I, we didn't really get it, but it was just like one of those like, oh, call the WWF hotline if you want to figure out if the rumors of WWF signing Brian Pillman are true, and um, then it was true. We find out this episode. And he's in a very emotional press conference with the WDF crowd. Brian, Pil- Brian Pillman's talking, crying, talking about his accident. So he was in an accident and he's got a new opportunity, new lease on life. Calls the WWF his extended family. So, you know, he seems like a really nice guy right now. I'll have to look more. Yeah, just what the WWE needs another drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> but who wasn't on drugs in the 90s? Exactly. I wasn't, but I was also seven. I was five. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, times were ta- times were hard. Yeah. For me, what at were least. You, what were you doing? Mainlining like fancy um, sticks or fun dip? No, I was uh, finding black and milds. Not lighting them, but just chewing on the plastic tips of them. <laughs> God, in a post-COVID world, can you think of anything more disgusting? <laughs> We all have a rock bottom. <laughs> I got mine out of the way early. <laughs> oh, honestly, like doing heroin would be better than that. <laughs> doing heroin's great. It's better than anything. People are like Everything. doing heroin is better than like yeah, heroin's like the best That'd be thing. Better in, in the sense of like for your life, like heroin bad for your life. Probably great. I've never done it, but I've never done it. But I imagine it's like yeah. the pinnacle of everything. Like, Let's just stick to one drug per episode. All right. Well, what's the semi- what? We already did the cocaine ad. What's in your what, what is, What's in your wallet? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going with. Right? Like, I was going to say, what's on your key? But yeah, what's in your wallet works perfectly, right? Can't wait for King of the Ring, guys. I'm actually a geek for this pay-per-view. I really am. And I'm very excited that we have to get ice during uh, during the King of the Ring. And uh, we don't have any other ad, real ads, right? Um, no, we, we're we, still waiting for actual payment from BBC. Oh, man. We haven't it's pending. That. And we're, I don't know why it's, it's taking so long. Well, it's probably not the right time of the month for their... By BBC, now. we mean... I'm not even going to say it until no, we get our money. Knows. Everybody knows. They listened to our last episode. I'm sure that they, they have an influx one, one week a month of money. And so, like, their bank probably doesn't... Send the checks unless you know, it's like period week. This last eight minutes has been terrible. What is it out? All right, guys, no, that no. was the end of uh, the end of Raw. So next up, we will have the King of the Ring pay per view, uh, which will be Vader versus Jake the Snake Roberts versus. Um, and the winner of that will face Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Mark Merrow. And that will be the final of the King of the Ring. We also have uh, Undertaker versus Mankind in King of the Ring. We also have Goldust versus Ahmed Johnson for the Intercontinental Big inter- Ahmed Johnson guys here. For the Intercontinental Championship. And then we also have for the title match, HBK versus the British Bulldog with the guest referee, Mr. Perfect. Um, I am your host, Robert Ross, along with Tom Bowes, guys. Good night and God bless.